welcome to the Simplified Organization Show, where real moms chat about realistic home and life management. We want to avoid perfectionism, reject overwhelm, and handle housework and all those life details in a way that builds relationships because our home is a tool and not a showpiece. I'm your host, Misty Winkler. I write and podcast at simplyconvivial.com about homemaking, homeschooling, and doing life cheerfully. I'm also the author of The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Melissa Cummings. Melissa, alongside her husband, Stephen, since 2007, is a second-generation Christian homeschooling mother of five. So we have that in common. (laughs) She has four sons and a daughter, and then nine other children ahead of her in glory. She holds a BA from Whitworth University, where she attended after a life of home education in a Christian family. Educating her five redheaded children at home in rural Northeastern Washington State is now her full-time work, including banter and beauty, culture and cooking, music and mayhem, reading and recreation, trivium and tea time, worship and wonder. Did you do that just for me? (laughs) (laughs) I could have. I could have. I saw that. Well, no, I have to read the whole thing because it's amazing and alliterative. (laughs) (laughs) It about sums up my life. Yes. (laughs) So Melissa loves to encourage and connect with others through writing by prayer and in her annual ministry of planning, coordinating, and pulling off the Paideia Northwest Conference for Mamas Raising Kids for Christ. You can find her at joyfuldomesticity.com or connect with Paideia Northwest, including the Paideia Conversations podcast. So thank you, Melissa, for coming on. Thanks for inviting me. And and Paideia Northwest is my favorite homeschooling conference. (laughs) Well, you're one of the ones who gave me the courage to jump into that. It's fun. I love going every year. So you have a lot of spinning plates and a lot going on at home and then opportunities that you have stepped into and created with ministering to others and uh, even the, your podcast is new, but I imagine that leaves you tired sometimes. I know it does. I, I've heard you call yourself a low energy mom, which, but if you read your bio, that does not what low energy sounds like. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you went to speak to that low energy or tired mom who just is maybe feeling a little discouraged right now? Yeah. So one of the things I've thought about is how, like you said, what I fill my time with, it's kind of a lot. It's not just keeping people fed and clothed. It's not just the housework. It's not just the educating. It's not just ministry outside of my home. I kind of have three full-time jobs and that I I sort of set myself up for that or God set that up for me. And it feels a little ironic sometimes because I do tend to be low energy, easy fatigued. 
chronic pain, sort of, that's my physicality side. And so it's a little bit maybe counterintuitive that I continue to accept new things to do, more spinning plates to juggle when it's already exhausting to juggle what I have. One thing I remember, I should have looked it up actually. Brandy Vensel posted, um, because you referred me to low energy mom posts some years back that Brandy posted. And she talked about recognizing the poem that God wrote you to be. Mm-hmm. And I might want to be an epic poem. <laughs> I might even want to be a limerick. I'm just, I'm not clever enough. So the idea of being a sonnet, that's what she described as accepting the limitations of how God wrote my physicality into my stories. So what is it? 14 lines and a specific number of syllables per line. And that's it, right? Sort of, I mean, maybe I'm even a haiku some days. That's That's just it. Maybe I'm three lines and they're real short and accepting that and embracing that is not easy for me because I have, I was raised with high expectations and a high energy dad and a mom who is very passionate about all the things. And so realizing that I do have limitations, it's a little bit of a mental gymnastic for me but God is good and he's gracious. And so the poem, the poem idea from Brandy Vensel has been huge for me in just not bemoaning the exhaustion or um, even the mental fatigue or even the physical pain. It's accepting and embracing how God made the physicality of me. And then the other idea is that I, I'm running a marathon and I need to know how to sprint. I mean, I'm not a gymnastic sort of person. So this is a little bit stretching for my brain, but I'm not, I'm not able to sprint always, but I am able to sprint sometimes. So I need to make sure that I am tracking and that I'm getting I don't know, steps (laughs) on a regular basis, but that I'm building in those times to slow down my pace, to get that cup of water along the side while I walk and catch my breath. And then I can sprint again and make it up the hills, those kinds of things. So remembering that I can sprint, but I can't always sprint. So I find those things encouraging That's how I I speak to myself when I'm tired, remembering I can't always sprint or remembering I am only a sonnet. (laughs) So those are a couple of things that have been encouraging to myself. So I imagine that the Paideia Northwest Conference is one of your sprint times. So um, how do you know how much rest you need after or, or make that project even not as big as it maybe could be in order to stay within those limits and just kind of recognizing that 
or, or making those judgment calls, I guess, about figuring out what, what to do. Right. Yeah. So because it's an annual thing and it's sort of like Christmas or Advent, right? You know, it's coming and you can plan ahead. So planning ahead is important. The first year that we did the conference, it was a three month solid sprint. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, you know, the, what is it? Four years now. It's more predictable. I know it's coming. I know what needs to be done. So planning ahead in order to avoid the overwhelm, I guess. And I try to give myself six months on and six months off. It doesn't actually pan out that way because if nothing else, I'm communicating with people and I can't turn off the the thought process in the off six months, but I'm not doing active work for those six months. And that does help to have specific boundaries over my time and over my priorities. And I think it's the same sort of thing as we just came off of, well, we're still in the days of Christmas currently, but we just came off of this sort of sprint with Advent and Christmas and Epiphany is coming. And it's similar to that. If you don't prepare, if you just suddenly show up to this church calendar season and you want to jump in, it's going to be exhausting. And it is still exhausting, even if you plan ahead. But having boundaries and saying, this is what hospitality will look like. This is what the cooking will look like. Planning it ahead and knowing. And then I can make sure that I do actually go to bed on time. My Fitbit sends me a little a little buzz that says, get ready for bed. <laughs> and sometimes I chuckle at that but it really is helpful. It doesn't always remind me to get my steps, but it does remind me to go to bed. So it's, it's still beneficial. So how about applied to homeschooling then? Do you have a way to keep those rhythms in balance there? I'm still learning. My oldest is not quite to high school. We will be in half a year. And my youngest just hit two and a half. So we are past the three hour stretches of sleep at night. Thankfully, I still have a napper and I have a teenager who wants to be up chatting at 10 PM. And I have a husband who owns and runs a business from home and I'm trying to support him and encourage him. But when you own and run a business, that's long hours. It's not an eight to five and trying to be an encouraging and supportive wife and an encouraging and supportive mom while educating my children with excellence and faithfulness, it's just going to be exhausting. And so getting enough sleep, knowing that coffee is okay, reminding myself to drink water, get outside, get my steps. Those are things that do help. But at the same time, my frame is still my frame. So acknowledging and embracing again, how God made me is a mindset. I do need to pursue some of the actions of caring for my body, getting sleep, getting exercise, but acknowledging and embracing who God made me in that physical way is, it is important. 
but building in the spiritual side with that to balance it out. I love how you were talking about your expectations and your limitations while still pouring all yourself into the project of your home, your family, educating your children and all of that, where I think it's such an easy temptation to fall into to think, well, you know, I'm going to conserve energy, make things easier by maybe just cutting the standards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and to have those expectations of, no, it's going to be exhausting, but that's what my life is for mm-hmm. and balancing that maybe it's not going to be, you can pour yourself out and be exhausted and be striving for those high standards. And that doesn't mean that we get perfect results from it. Like we might think that we're working for this amazing thing. And the reality often is that we, we do just daily pour ourselves out and just wait for God to do what he wills with it. And I think um, covering, covering planning with prayer, my mom has always spent hours a day on her knees, physically on her knees. And especially now that she's a full-time grandma, that's, that's her main ministry in the closet. <laughs> And I've been able to take from that just the reminder that planning should not be separated from prayer, mm-hmm. praying over my plans, even if it's, you know, not something big, like an annual conference or something that feels monumental or that other people will see, yeah. but praying over the plans of what am I going to feed my family this week? Very basic, but praying over that, not just for God's provision of the food, but for my cheerful attitude in preparing the food, for my diligence in getting it on the table at a reasonable hour, praying over, I also am a director of a co-op, classical Christian co-op, and planning ahead for that, spending a month during the summer planning for the year and just praying over that. What, What hymns are we going to sing? What scriptures are we going to memorize? What art are we going to study? Praying over those details. I've been told, well, that's silly. Those are little things. It doesn't really matter. Well, I think it does matter. And I I think just bringing it to the Lord and acknowledging my weakness in it is a way to remind myself that it's his strength I need, even for things like choosing music to listen to at co-op or getting through the math pages at home in a reasonable length of time. So yeah, planning with prayer, having those be knit together closely, I think is probably, that's probably a good, a good thing to remember. Cause I know, I know that is where I, that's where I end up. I have nothing else to offer except just offering myself and my plans to the Lord. So that's, that's just kind of what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and that reminds us that it's not us making our plans happen just so, but Mm -hmm. it's showing up in faithfulness and humility and it puts us in that posture. So that's 
That's yeah. a beautiful thing. And then when the plans don't go my way, I remember, oh, I did. I prayed over this. Therefore, I already gave it to him. And I need to just remember and acknowledge, oh, this was his answer to my prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it for this episode of the Simplified Organization Show with my guest, Melissa Cummings. But be sure to come back next week for part two of my conversation with Melissa, where she shares how to align and orient our mindsets in the midst of those exhausting days. You don't want to miss her encouragement in the next episode. And if you feel overwhelmed with life right now, I have just the next thing for you. It is my one hour answer overwhelm workshop, which you can find by going to answeroverwhelm.com. That's answeroverwhelm.com to learn how to respond when those feelings of overwhelm arise. It will help you to repent, rejoice, repeat.